I know that I'm innocent. God knows I'm innocent. Travis knows I'm innocent. They just wanted to go on a walk, and I didn't think much of it. It's just a walk. We, the jury, duly impaneled and sworn, and the above entitled action upon our oaths do find the defendant as to count one first degree murder guilty. Comedies. In fact, I rather enjoy it, but I would like to do also dramatic parts too. Hello and welcome back to Where They Lie. Today we will be talking about the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. I'm your host Haley and I'm joined by Izzy and Sam. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27, 1991. When Gypsy Rose was an infant, her mother Claudine Blanchard, known as Dee Dee, brought her to the hospital because she was convinced that she was suffering from sleep apnea which is a potentially serious sleep disorder in which breathing repeatedly starts and stops. Once Gypsy was brought to the hospital, they had determined that she had showed no sign of the disease, but Dee Dee remained convinced and eventually believed that Gypsy Rose had an unspecified chromosomal disorder. From then on, ever since she was an infant, Dee Dee watched her daughter intensely. When Gypsy was about eight years old, when she had an incident in which she fell off her grandfather's motorcycle, Dee Dee rushed her to the hospital. Dee Dee described her as suffering from leukemia and muscular dystrophy and said she required a wheelchair and a feeding tube. The list of medical problems that Dee Dee related about her daughter would go on to include seizures, asthma, and hearing and visual impairments. Due to Dee Dee's actions, Gypsy was prescribed a litany of medications and had to use and had to sleep using a breathing machine. She also went through multiple surgeries, including procedures on her eyes and removal of her salivary glands. When Gypsy's teeth rotted, perhaps due to her medications and missing salivary salivary glands, or neglect, they were pulled out. But Gypsy could walk, she, and she did not need a feeding tube, and she was bald because her mother shaved her hair constantly to give her a more sickly look due to the leukemia. Dee Dee then immediately took her to the hospital where she was treated for minor abrasion on her knee, but Dee Dee was convinced that there was more to it than that. She stated that obviously the accident had resulted in something much worse and would need several surgeries if she ever hoped to walk again. Until then, she decided that Gypsy would remain in a wheelchair. Until then, she decided that Gypsy Rose would remain in a wheelchair to not aggravate or hurt her knee anymore. Many experts believed Dee Dee had a mental illness known as Munchausen syndrome, also known as facetious disorder which made her perceive her daughter's health as severely poor to herself, her daughter, and everyone that knew them in order to receive attention and sympathy for taking care of a sick child. Dee Dee claimed to be a victim of Hurricane Katrina, so she and Gypsy's assistant, assistants relocate from Louisiana to Missouri. 
Didi claimed to be a victim of Hurricane Katrina, so she and Gypsy relocated from Louisiana to Missouri in 2005. Didi continued to bring Gypsy to doctor's appointments. Hurricane Katrina also provided an excuse for missing medical files. The home was built by Human Habitat for Humanity. It was painted pink and had a wheelchair ramp. Gypsy and Didi also received benefits that included charity-sponsored visits to concerts in Disney World. All along, Didi continued to bask in the attention she received from being a devoted caretaker. In 2009, an anonymous report was made to authorities stating that Didi's accounts of Gypsy's ailments had no medical basis. This resulted in two caseworkers visiting their home, but Didi convinced them that there was nothing wrong. Didi began to lie about her age, going so far as to alter the dates on Gypsy's birth certificate to make her daughter seem younger. But Gypsy was still becoming harder for Didi to control. In 2011, Gypsy tried to get away from her mother by running away with a man she met during a science fiction convention. Didi eventually tracked them because of mutual friends. She convinced the man that Gypsy was a minor, though she was actually 19 at the time. According to Gypsy, Dee Dee smashed her computer and physically restrained her to her bed after they returned home. Gypsy has also stated her mother would sometimes hit her and deny her food. Gypsy eventually managed to get back online and joined a Christian dating site. There, she met Nicholas Gojon. They started talking and told him the truth about her mother's abuse towards her and ended up asking him to kill her so they could be together. In June of 2015, Nicholas came to the house of Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard and stabbed Dee Dee while Gypsy waited with her ears covered in the bathroom. Gypsy and Nicholas then returned to his home in Wisconsin where they were found by police. Gypsy had posted twice to the Facebook account, though shared with her mother, once writing that B is dead. <laughs> she later explained that she made the post because she wanted her mother's body to be discovered. After Dee Dee's murder, many people who'd known Gypsy wondered why she had gone so far as to kill her. Yet Gypsy had been conditioned to think no one would believe her. She explained, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. The simple fact was that Gypsy spent her entire life up to the point up to that point of being controlled, abused, and monitored by her mother. Gypsy was never allowed to go to school and told everyone that Gypsy had the mental age of a seven-year-old. When they were out in public, Dee Dee constantly held Gypsy's hand and squeezed it when she wanted her to be quiet. Dr. Mark Feldman an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy said that Gypsy's life and actions, the, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, 
a hostage, and I think we can understand the crime that occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. Gypsy's medical records documented the abuse that she had been subjugated to, and her lawyer was able to arrange a plea for the charges she faced in Dee Dee's death. In 2016, Gypsy pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison, but she'll be eligible for parole in 2024. Dota John was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2018 and was sentenced to life in prison. While Dee Dee was alive, Gypsy had known she could walk and eat normally, but she also thought she had leukemia, which turned out to be false. The whole time, she was a completely healthy and normal child. Gypsy had also stated that she enjoys more freedom in prison than in the life she shared with Dee Dee. In an interview, she later stated that she is not happy her mother is dead, but is happy she has escaped that situation. Well, actually, I watched um, a documentary on this. Continue. <laughs> and now I forgot what I was gonna say. You watched <laughs> you the documentary and and on this. Yeah, actually, you, yes, you um actually does. So go ahead. And then I don't. Oh yes, I remember. Okay, so um, Dee Dee had the the disorder, the syndrome, whatever. Her mom actually had it and controlled Dee Dee like that so it got like either like hardwired in her brain or it was genetically passed down Jesus yeah Dang. wait what happened to the dad I forgot to Gypsy's dad yeah so she was he was in her life when she was little and she would come he, he would come visit her and like everything because the mom didn't want to be with him and stuff and he wasn't ready for like marriage and having a baby and everything like full time so he would come visit her and then as Dee Dee would get worse she would move her and Gypsy a little farther so it'd be it'd be like half an hour then it'd be two hours then it'd be six hours eight hours 12 hours to like go visit them to a point where eventually he couldn't anymore because mm -hmm. it was just too far. And then he kept calling her on the phone and stuff to try to have a relationship with her. And Dee Dee was like, don't call anymore. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> because she didn't want Gypsy to have any way to escape her. So she took her dad out of her life. Thank you for joining us on Where They Live. Make sure to tune in for next week's episode, Maddie Clifton.